what it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And we're back again with Episode 7 of Season 3 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio by myself. Along with me, we have the Bay Area Terra Dez. What's going on, brother? Hey, everybody. Uh, not a whole mu- not a whole much of anything, you know. Just talking about games with you fine fellows, and uh, looking forward to uh, some gaming news. I know we have a lot to talk about, so I'm very excited. We got a grip. We got a grip of news for y'all, and also we've got Trader Joe. A.K.A. Joe Fon Gould, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just enjoying the Saturday. Um, talking to friends uh, over the phone, trying to bait them into trading in items to get items at GameStop. You know how I usually roll. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. get, my, my... Trade items to get items to, 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 to make room for other items. Yeah, my our, our friend Dom was messaging me saying he saw a switch at the at Costco. They had a bundle, you know, for Christmas, and it's like, hey, no, they're running a trading deal at GameStop right now. And it's like I know um, he had an Xbox One that he is not doing anything with, you know, because it's an Xbox One. No, wah, 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 wah. no, but um, he hasn't really done anything too much with that so but uh, he's keeping that but uh you know just was letting him know what the trade-in deals were he had a wii u and i guess they're giving 100 bucks for a wii u towards the switch and that's a lot man so a wii u a wii u yes like the first gen wii u yeah well the wii u the one with the screen the wii u the one you don't own oh yeah <laughs> You were thinking the original Wii, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have the, no, I, have, no. I have the boo-boo Wii. <laughs> I have the boo-boo but, Wii. Yeah. Now, as far as anything else I've been up to now, I'm just this usual stuff, man. I'm just trying to get settled. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for helping me uh, take my TV finally out of my box and getting my entertainment center hooked up. So, so that is on the docket this weekend to get the... Uh, entertainment in the living room all situated with all the system connections taken care of and all that so okay. so that's what i've been up to man i haven't been uh wheeling and dealing as much because not all my items are out of boxes yet so but uh i'm kind of working towards that too so okay well why don't we talk a little because we got so much to talk about because tokyo game show is going so let's run through our what we've been playing for the past couple of weeks. So, Des, why don't you kick it off? What's been in your rotation, brother? So, the thing that's been in my rotation uh, was Spider-Man. And I say was because I beat it. And I have to say, it was one of the best uh, narratives I have uh, played in a very long time. I just genuinely enjoyed the hell out of that game i was so happy i thought the combat was excellent i thought the story was great i just really really enjoyed the hell out of my time with um with spider-man i am i am sad that it's over i will be uh definitely 
I will be definitely um, playing the. Uh, it's weird because like I I don't like DLC and I really wish DLC was like you know not as big as it as it is. But I will be definitely playing the DLC. I I just can't get enough. And, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Spider Man fan. I've Spider Man is one of my favorite comic book characters. Uh, but I just really love the gameplay and I really love the story. So that's the game that uh has captivated me and what I played for for most of my time. Um I tried to get into not don't try to get into I I was playing Dragon Quest, but Dragon Quest is um Dragon Quest is interesting. Um I I I like Dragon Quest and I want to play it, but Dragon Quest is one of those games where you just have to be ready to play it. You know, you just have to be ready to sit down and just sink a lot of hours into it. And I'm just not at that point yet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not there yet. So I know I will be because I, 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 but I bought it. So, um, but the only other game that's been really bringing me back was, um, Destiny. Uh, no, <laughs> funny. No, uh, Divinity. Actually, so I've been playing Divinity. Close, close. Uh, you were close, though. I, I'll give you credit for that, buddy. But no, it's been Divinity, uh, Original Sin two. So I'm back playing that. Um, just played through the first act, and then I'm I'm got to the second act, and then I realized that I have built my characters completely like shite, and I was like, so I restarted. Uh, and I know people are like, well, you can just re. You can just, you know, you get to a point where you can just respec everybody and it doesn't really matter. But the problem is I missed a lot of stuff in the first area. And you and to my knowledge, you can't go back. So I'm just like, okay. So um but I really enjoy the combat. I really enjoy how the game is played. So I'm not so worried about that. You know? So so we'll see how it goes. So that's the game that I'm playing right now or, or has uh, captivated me, but but I am looking forward to um, the next Spider-Man uh, installment because it just seems like a it's just going to be a, an awesome game. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, you waiting? Are you going to be playing the DLC? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely, I, I will. I will spend the money on the DLC. So, uh, so Joe, what have you been playing? Uh, not a lot. Um, when I've had time to play, I've been kind of playing more arcadey type games because I just don't have enough time to uh, sit down and dedicate a few hours uh, towards anything. Um, definitely the game I've been kind of trying to get uh, score chase on is uh, Pang Adventures, which is if commonly also known as Buster Brothers on there. So you got like two little guys on the bottom trying to bu- burst bubbles with uh, guns on there. And so definitely um, going through the different worlds in that, um, still playing Next Machina a bit, which is the Housemark Twin Stick shooter. On that, pretty much, uh, I've been trying to l- learn the courses and try to find all the hidden areas. Of course, on that, um, have not circled back to Destiny Two uh, since we last recorded. So, what, what, what? Uh, <laughs> I've not played. No, I've not had time to play. You know, so, but, I'm but, gonna... but, but, but it's, but it's Destiny. You know what? You, 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 you're gonna leave. You leave Kevin all alone. <laughs> No, no I don't think I play Kevin. I know my light level is. Uh, it's. I look down at my light level and it's like teeny weeny. So it's like you know. <laughs> I need to. I still need to play Warmind, mind you, still before I even get into Forsaken. So that's where. I'm at. So funny story. Uh, 
Joe's constantly, constantly on me about like, you know, hey, you want to play Destiny? You, you, you know you want to play Destiny, right? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And he's just like, are you sure? It's Destiny. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. This man hasn't even touched it in like, I don't know how long. So, so you can just hush with all that noise. Mr. Joe. Calling you out? Oh, but if you played a hell, I would jump right in. I would be you like, why on right? <laughs> Over here lying. Why are you lying to these good folks? <laughs> horrible. I, horrible. No lying. No lying. So I did get a chance to play Spider-Man, though. I rented it. I did not buy it. Oh, and surprise, it broke my surprise. heart. It broke, yes. my, it broke my heart. I was like, really, Joe? Really? So I, I bro- bro- broke out the Netflix and, and Netflix Redbox and uh, <laughs> Rented it over the weekend, not this weekend, but the prior weekend, and uh, enjoyed what I played. Uh, I've been uh, keeping an eye on, you know, deals on the, the game. I'm thinking I might wait for a little bit, you know, because I'm going to, you know, once I get my all my games out of my box, I might decide to play whatever was in my box versus trying to go out and get the new hotness on there. Or I might trade in and get the new hotness, so we'll see. Uh, finally got my copy of Dragon Quest Eleven in from Square Enix, and uh, uh, lo and behold, you know, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to send me two copies of the game instead of one. So, oh, and, uh, bully, bully. you know, and, and you know what I did? I actually gave a copy to a friend. I didn't go Aww. and try to trade it in or commit retail fraud or anything. So. Well, tell them why wow. you did it. Well, because I want to have don't other you, people. Don't you sit there and say that? What? You didn't no. do that. You didn't do it because it wasn't. It wasn't returning any. No, you said they don't want no money for this game. I might as well give it to my friend and 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 put out some good karma. See, everybody, <laughs> Joe was being really nice, and I was like, "That's awesome, Joe." Well, trade in value is little to none at GameStop. It was like twenty two dollars. It's like ridiculous. So it's like I'm I'm not giving GameStop that game for twenty two bucks and watching them sell it for fifty four ninety nine. Hails to the no. Hails no. So, so I decided to comb my friends to see if they needed a copy and uh, um, give it to my friend Dom. So you know, hopefully he's enjoying it. So. But I am going back. I circle back, and I am playing Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS. I finally got my 3DS out for the first time in a while. Found my Switch. I still haven't found the AC adapter for it, so I need to get the dig in a bit. But uh, that's pretty much been my adventures in console gaming for the last two weeks. So. <laughs> well, uh, as for me, it's just been two games. I've been rocking that uh, Destiny Two. Uh, and get trying, you know, getting my gear, trying to get my gear together. I'm, I do have an, I'm kind of interested in playing the raid this time around. I really didn't care about the raid in any of the prior DLCs. I kind of sort of want to play it. It's not something that I'm just, oh, I got to play it type of thing. But, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, uh, I'm, more interested in actually getting into this one as opposed to the others. So um, I have no idea. There's no real reason as to why uh, I've just seen some of the previews of it. And it looks kind of interesting. So get trying to get my gear up. I've been hitting, I hit the iron banner kind of hard and um, was a, I, I wrangled up 140 iron banner tokens 
And I turned him in last night, and I wound up getting like a bunch of the iron, the uh, IV weaponry. Not so much the gear, but I got a lot of the weaponry, which was a lot of repeats. So I got the the, the sniper rifle, the scout rifle, the uh, submachine gun, and I think there's an auto rifle. I didn't get that one. I haven't got that. I didn't get that one yet. But uh, the two versions of the scout rifle that I got, one is beast mode. The other one, eh, not so much. Uh, it has that um, that where, where they want you to be kneeling to get better accuracy. And I hate that perk um, because, it, it, at least in my experience, the weapons that I've had that had that perk kind of suck if you're trying to shoot while standing up and I'm a mobile character I like to be moving around uh, particularly if it's PvP and uh, the whole kneeling thing and being stationary well to get better accuracy uh, probably plays a little bit better in PvE but even at PvE I don't like remaining stationary very much so I like moving around but the other one has um not kill clip it's rampage and uh basically you've got bonus uh damage bonus that stacks up to three times as you land criticals i think that's how that perk works but anyway that thing choose choose through ads like uh a hot knife through butter so <laughs> not good huh i'm uh, yeah i'm kind of digging it um it's not quite a, as good as the uh niflheim is it the Niflheim? It's that it's the scout rifle that I got from uh, Clovis Bray. I I kind of look at it as a mini is a mini Mida. It doesn't put out as much damage as the as the Mida as the Mida tool does, but it's super accurate. It has decent range, uh, and and it it almost does as much damage. So that's kind of been my. Um, <laughs> standard equipment scout rifle if i'm going to be running that because as we all know the the way they've changed the way you upgrade your gear and weapons everything costs a whole lot more it takes more to upgrade your weapon so i'm actually going to wind up doing a third purge of my locker uh probably do it this weekend and just like even weapons that I used in the prior seasons that I liked, um, I'm going to be making some decisions regarding them as to whether or not I'm going to keep them because I'm just not going to do that much, do all that farming for, for resources. That's, that's, that's just not me. So I'm just going to try and get a few weapon sets that I really, really dig together and everything else is going to get sharded. Um, all of my gear, because of the way they changed the perks, I'm sharding all of my gear, uh, my armor gear, uh, with the exception of my exotics, uh, because the, the changes that they made made it made it pretty much useless as far as I'm concerned. Particularly when they added in those, uh, uh, there are perks that are specific to your the weapon type that you use like they have uh uh non-flinch hand cannon perks uh you know hip fire perks and they're you know for all the different weapon types in the game 
and all that stuff really is beneficial especially in pvp so those uh, those perks at least in my estimation i'm sure there's going to be other players that are going to other people that say no well I, if you have this with that from the prior seasons and you match it with this from this season it's great but uh, you know i'm not i'm not that deep into the meta so um i'm probably going to be sharding all my uh my prior season armors because this season uh, for Forsaken, given all those extra perks that uh, regarding your your weapons that actually add bonus abilities, bonus stats to your weapons, uh, kind of makes that other stuff moot, in my opinion. But so that's where I am with Destiny Two and with Spider Man. I've uh, in full agreement with you, Desmond. I am in love with the mechanics in that game. It is. Um, when it comes to superhero games, uh, the, well, the only ones I ever really cared about were was the Batman ones, and I played, I played some of the prior Spider-Man games. The one on the original PlayStation, I enjoyed that one for what it was. A uh, couple of the other, most of them, I skipped. The last uh, Spider-Man game that I played that I really enjoyed was Web of Shadows. That did not review all that well, but I really enjoyed Web of Shadows. But, uh, Spider-Man PS4 has just been, uh, I think it, I think it's the standard bearer for superhero games. And a lot of that has to do, uh, with the fact that, you know, I'm not, I'm not into comic books as much right now. Uh, but Spider-Man was one of my, was and is one of my favorite characters. But I think it boils closer, boils down more so as to how um, that studio, um, Insomniac, just nailed Spider-Man. I mean, even down to his wisecracks and mid-combo. I mean, it just it just sounds it as that that's who. Spider-Man is at least the, the you know Peter Parker Spider-Man that I can remember and all the different other media that I've watched him in and they have just nailed that sense of uh liquidity of movement uh web slinging through the city and really all I've been doing is collecting backpacks and uh taking out uh criminal uh, construction sites. That's that's really all I've been doing. Backpacks. I've been taking pictures of. <laughs> I've been taking pictures of landmarks. You know, I've just been building my arsenal of suits and gadgets, and I'm really not even that far in the story. I'm I'm convinced of that. Um, if that's if that's all you're doing in, in each of the neighborhoods, you aren't. Because like I, that's the part of yeah. it. I love how the game opens up and gives you more to do in each. In each mm-hmm. neighborhood, I just love it. I think it's I think that was one of the things that, that I loved about it. I was thinking, well, what's it's so the way they integrate your progression within the story and what to do in the city is just amazing. It was it was mm-hmm. it, it was great. It it was it was great how it opened it up. Uh, how, how it opened up and the story is fantastic. It it really yeah. is. Yeah, I, I'm and I, I'm I'm sure it is, but I am just right now just enamored with the mechanics of the game the the combat never gets old as i unlock new abilities and uh new mechanics i'm 
able to employ them in my, you know, combat repertoire just easily. And, you know, that's something that um, I think Rocksteady got really nailed with Batman. And I know Batman, Spider-Man, two different characters, two different fight styles. I, I get that. I understand that. But uh, Insomniac just really kind of nailed the fluidity of Spider-Man's fighting fighting style in a way that, and it maybe it would. It's because Spider-Man is just is just more complex a character, in my opinion, than Batman is. And I know, and a lot of people would probably just say, "Oh, you're full of crap," because Batman knows all these combat and martial arts styles, this, that, and the other. Um, I still think that just the way Spider-Man fights is just way more complex. He's dodging between legs, flipping people over his head, you know, webbing people to walls. That's his skill set, right? And Batman is just, I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to punch you in the gut, and you're down for the count. I, I may use some gadgets. I may not. Uh, both of them, I think, you know, both of them are just, awesome games in their own right but i just think insomniac just did did this bang up job uh with spider-man i just love the combat i'm a i'm a beat-em-up person at heart that's my favorite genre game and uh uh, whooping on thugs has never been (laughs) more enjoyable in a superhero game than it has been for me with with spider-man so i'm really really digging it agreed so we've got folks like we've said in the beginning of the show we've got a lot of news to cover because going on right now is the tokyo game show in japan so we are going to jump right into it with our extra extra news session which is going to focus on tgs so joe why don't you take it away with us with that news brother all right, I will in a second because I clicked out of the outline by mistake. <laughs> well, so for those who don't know, it's the Tokyo Game Show, which is taking place in Tokyo, Japan right now, and they've been announcing all kinds of fantastic uh, new games that are that are going to be coming up. One of the games that was announced, and they showed a trailer for, which kind of wet my appetite a little bit, which was very funny because I haven't really played the series at all, was uh, Devil May Cry. And so I know this is one of your uh, good games, Kevin, right? I mean, I think you love that. that oh, series. yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of my favorite brawlers, uh, brawler series, absolutely. Um, so I've seen a lot of, in fact, I just watched the uh, TGS 20-minute. Uh, they had a, almost a half hour of gameplay with Dante. Just before I finished watching that, just before we started recording, and it looks very, it it, it looks awesome. I and I'll just say this: um, it looks like they're giving their their Dante is going to control a little. I believe it was Devil May Cry three, in which they gave Dante multiple fight styles. Like he's got, um, I know there's one. That is, uh, I can't remember the names of them because it's been so long since I played it. But they gave Dante different fighting styles. And one of them that he had was very counter-centric. So he would have like, um, go into like this animation where he can counter an attack. 
and uh, do heavy damage that way. And in, in the uh, gameplay, there was, uh, I don't know if he was fighting a mid-boss or a level, a stage-level boss. I think it was a stage-level boss because uh, uh, he cut, he, uh, Trish was, was uh, stuck inside of it. So, and he's, as he's fighting it, he's, you know, b- blocking some moves, he's parrying some moves. And he's countering some other moves. So I and you, as you can see in the, uh, well, as you would be able to see if you saw it, in the lower right hand corner, he's switching from his sword, which I'm assuming is rebellion, uh, his guns, and uh, another and and another weapon, which is his motorcycle. They turned his motorcycle into a weapon in and of itself, which is really dope. And the way he's able to, in, you know, uh, switch between those different fights and one of those uh, and I can't remember which icon represented it now was uh, his like a stand so it was very reminiscent of his one of his fight styles from three so uh, that looked really really good really good and I like the fact that they're you know they're they're it's being developed in unreal and um, and man it looks sharp it looks really it looks really good. Um, the combat looks just as fluid and intense and difficult as prior versions of the game, or the prior versions of the series. So that's a day one cop. Day one cop. Yeah, I had some questions for you, Kevin, because I know there are some things that came up that were kind of um, uh, not exactly up your alley, but I know there's multiplayer with the game, which I know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to articulate your thoughts about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll just say this: the multiplayer and a brawler is stupid. If you know, um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, unless you're talking about something like Final Fight, you know, or teaming up with a buddy, that's that. You know, that's what that type of brawler is. Uh, Devil May Cry has always been a solo adventure because that's where the difficulty lies. I think you're going. I think the difficulty suffers and then, yeah you can say well i don't want to play no hard game it's like well you know that you know then you don't play devil may cry you don't play ninja gaiden you don't play games like that there you know you know you don't play uh uh bloodborne or any of those other games because their their staple is to challenge your reflexes to challenge your uh your ability to play, uh, making it hard, making it difficult, making you think, using the tools that the game gives you to crack the defense of your opponent and and their and getting the victory. I I love that about brawlers and and complex brawlers and and uh, uh, that's why I dig that genre. And when you if you're gonna and unless it's gonna be something like what they did with Bayonetta two. Where it was just like, okay, you can team up with another buddy online and just do certain levels where they just throw enemies at you and you're trying to compete for score and compete for time. If it's just that, I'm cool. No problem. But if they're going to try and integrate it into the main game, uh, I think that's bogus because I think it takes away A, from the challenge, and B, shoehorning a uh, uh, multiplayer in a beat em up your game overall is going to suffer i.e. 
uh, God of War uh, Ascension uh, Exhibit A. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if, if I hope that a whole lot of effort isn't being put into whatever that multiplayer is. Uh, don't cater to the casual with a game like this that has been built on on the ba- on the hardcore base that you that set from the beginning don't do that cuz well, they're not going to buy the game anyway there is another news story that just came out like hot off the presses uh, from TGS Kevin I don't know if you heard or not but uh, I guess in DMC5 there is something that's called the divinity statue and with basically what that is is that you're going to be able to um, upgrade your characters with orbs they you collect during combat but within the divinity statue menu there is an option to spend real money on orbs that, uh, to upgrade your character. So they're giving everyone the ability if they want to level up uh, their characters in the game using real-world uh, uh, currency. Transactions. Yes. Nah, so they, ac- they yeah. actually said if they want to save time and just want to get all the stuff at once, those people can do that on there. Uh, but he also stated that the first thing is is the stuff that we feel people should want to get first is made cheaper. So people will think, oh, this is cheap, so I'm just going to buy this. But then for the stuff that's really going to be harder to use and master, we're going to make that more expensive as far as orb costs. So mm-hmm. Partly because you save up for that, you're not going to be able to buy as many skills, so you're going to have to take the time to learn it. Attention yeah. on there. So, but uh, some people are, of course, crying foul because of the fact that it does have microtransactions. So, on that, and I, to me, it, it doesn't matter to me because as long as they don't make the game too grindy to get the orbs that are used to obtain these powers, um, you know, they could definitely skew it to where um, it almost would make you use the uh, uh, action to be able to buy orbs with real world money to try to you know progress in the game as long as they could balance that out properly I, I'm okay with it but um, you know whether they get that magic formula and this is Capcom we're talking about so, we'll have to yeah. so. that that's nasty um, I'll just I'll just say that right off the top that's nasty I would rather have the real world money that I would spend in that game be put toward DLC, some challenge rooms, something like that. You can bring back the challenge rooms that were in prior Devil May Cry's um, story content. There's much better ways to uh, try and build on the financial pool of your game than by Oh well, we'll give you the we'll we'll buy our be up buy our space bucks to buy the stuff because you don't want to put put the time into the game to to learn it or save up the orbs for the stuff that you're going to be able to get. And that's that that's that's nasty because I just hope that it doesn't turn into a shadow of war scenario where you. And I and I can't say for sure because I haven't finished the game yet. If you didn't buy the boxes, the loot boxes, you pretty much couldn't finish the game. That was what I was consistently hearing from multiple people online 
who had played it to the end because you needed specific orcs to do the final siege and do all this other stuff. And you were not getting those required skills by playing the game proper. If they do that, that's bogus. I'm hoping they're smarter than that, considering yeah. how much of a of a fan base that the, the people that are actually going to buy the game farm that are going to play it and get all the enjoyment of uh, mastering the weapons and skills and getting them through the game itself. Those are going to generate far more sales than some casual who's not this is this genre isn't even in their wheelhouse. So I don't know why these companies feel compelled to, you know, booty box down their their <laughs> their core their core games for these folks. They don't give a damn about this about that that series, you know. It, I, I don't know. I, I know I didn't intend to turn it into a rant. It kind of sort of did, but uh, that's you know that's how I feel about that. You know, let leave that stuff for the Call of Duty players, the the Battlefield players, them folks. You know, and keep 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 the purity of these. And I know I'm probably going to get flack for saying that, but keep the purity of these core games. You know these beat you these beat you up for making a mistake type games. Keep that, keep that pure. You know, keep that untarnished. You know, just just you know, leave that alone. You know, don't do don't do that to this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no worries, no worries on that. So. Now, also other games that have been kind of focused at uh, TGS, um, of course, uh, EDF Five finally got a US release. EDF. So that's coming out on December the twelfth. On there, also um, the um, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain game, which is was announced being developed by Ukes. Not is EDF. More- not EDF, but Iron Rain still looks cool. That you know, I was watch, watching some of the video of it, and it's just another take on the formula, but it's a more serious take. You actually, in, that, that game introduces another human faction that you're going to have to fight against on top of fighting against the bugs on there. So, and that's going to be out for the West. Uh, no specific release date other than a 2019 release date for it uh, right now on there. And uh, right now as the stands, um, we don't have an actual physical version uh, that you are able to buy, at least in the U.S. right now for EDF5. So it's only available on the play- PSN on the PlayStation Store uh, at the moment on there. And there's also standard and digital deluxe versions available. So digital deluxe is going to include... Um, a bunch of stuff for an extra 30 bucks that will include deluxe edition bonus content one you get a theme <laughs> content two you get a decoy launcher for your pale wing and then you get a bonus content number three which is a starburst also you got 12 variations of additional weapons and support arms that will boost the power of each of your ground troops Two additional mission packs uh, be available post-launch. Additional mission one is called Extra Challenge, and then uh, mission two is called Super Challenge. So, (laughs) yeah. Pre-ordering any edition will get you an exclusive PS4 theme, a special weapon set DLC, which includes a decoy launcher 16 variation set, a weapon called the Volcanic Cracker, 
<laughs> and a powered. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a minute for the volcanic cracker. There's a cracker. joke I can make that it, it wouldn't be. <laughs> volcanic cracker. You know, Japanese folks Mouth don't make this. South. Volcanic cracker. Right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the powered exoskeleton Nick's gold coat on there. So, uh, But uh, if you look on EDF's website, they do have all the wonderful things that are available for um, pre-ordering the game and then what the deluxe edition uh, be able to go and do that. The, the, the la- decoy launchers actually are just um, different character, like balloons of different characters from other games on there that can uh, deviate or, you know, basically, <laughs> um, you know, temporarily uh, deflect the bugs for at least a little bit. So, you know, whether that's something that's like crucial, I never found those to be crucial even in the last EDF to tell you the God's honest truth. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, whether I sh- shell out the 90 bucks for the collector's edition, we'll have to see. So, <laughs> oh my God. If there was ever a racist based wrestling character in 90s WWE or, e- or ECW or WCW, that would be his name, Volcanic Cracker. No, oh, most <laughs> team definitely. up, teaming him up with the big boss man. <laughs> most definitely, <laughs> the Volcanic Cracker will not be will not be denied. <laughs> move the South shall rise again. <laughs> the South shall rise. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> oh, we might have some listeners in the southern region of the United States. They might not take lightly to our slandering of the South. I think we're slandering. I, I think we just. My mama we, was raised in Louisiana. Shoot, we are. Anybody, we are, anybody got? If yeah. I got right to talk about that, we are giving all kinds of awesome ideas. If if anything, they should be paying us. I know, but I mean. It, that would only fly in 90s wrestling. It wouldn't fly today. But anyway. <laughs> Still, though. It's yeah. funny. My shit is funny. Uh, other, yeah, other news. Um, they showed a lot more of Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is, of course, if you haven't played the previous game in the series, the uh, Dragon Quest slash Minecraft uh, title on there. So they showed gameplay sessions, including uh, multiple islands you'll be able to explore in the game. Uh, you'll be able to quickly explore islands by dashing and jumping on there. Um, besides fighting, NPCs will also help you by building uh, with your building work as far as building, uh, you know, um, buildings and towns and that kind of thing. So, and uh, it kind of gives out a little bit of a uh, Harvest Moon type vibe, according to the uh, person I had a chance to play at TGS on there. Um, if you want to look online, there's a gameplay video up to an hour uh, showing wow. you know, these di- uh, different elements from the game on that. And it's going to be launching for PS4 and Switch in Japan on December 20th. Western release has not been announced yet, but uh, given the success of Minecraft and the prior game in the series, um, you'll probably be looking at this game coming out uh, in the uh, our part of the world sometime in 2019. On there, I know that uh, Square Enix took time to request uh, to release Dragon Quest Builders uh, for Switch after the PS4 version came out, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on for that. So. Also, our friends at D3, the makers of EDF, 
um, also announced another game in their long-running series, On- Onichambara. Onichambara Origin has been announced. Your favorite s- vampire-slaying, bikini-wearing slasher is uh, coming out with a new game in the series. On that, and actually, it's going to compile Onichambara and Onichambara 2 in one compilation. On there, it is a remake of both games in the series. On that. Um, basically is that uh, they talked about that it's going to have a U.S. release, so we'll have to see when that uh, comes out. Um, I did read an interview with the uh, developer of this game, and they were talking about that they are still intending on keeping the you know, sexiness and the uh, graphic violence of the title intact, in and that they still want to uh, be wary of, uh, you know, obviously not going over the line as far as, you know, this, this is the same game series that like had DLC where it had bananas and oranges and spots for nipples and crotch areas. So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, you know, they're going to try to take, take it as far as they can without going over the line. As far as it, them being tasteful about it, not sure about all that business. Mm-hmm. Well, you, the, where Onishambara fell apart was the combat. The combat sucked. So if they can get the combat get the combat down, uh, I'd I'd be down for this. Uh, it's just that the ooh the, the the tools that they gave you, particularly for crowd control, and particularly when they limited you to certain characters as you went through the campaign. Was was garbage. You know, it was not a very good brawler mechanically. So if they can correct that, uh, I'd be interested. I'd be interested in this game. Um, and you know, up to the point where I played it before, it, it's you know the, you know it, it it is what it is. I play games for their mechanics, not not primarily for you know if I'm going to oogle oogle at stuff like that. There's real stuff that you can look at it is mm. not, not going to come from a game so uh, i have a different different perspective on a lot of that yeah uh, i don't think this is made for a one-handed controller thank you so. no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, also um in tokyo game show news um I know Sega and M2 has released uh, or has announced a few uh, titles for Nintendo Switch in their Sega Aegis lineup on there. Uh, they did announce that Virtua Racing is going to be coming out for the Switch along. I believe there is also a release of Fantasy Star 1 that's going to come out for the Switch along with the Lightning Force, which is Thunder Force 4 as well. I know with the uh, Fantasy Star 1 port, uh, they're going to give the ability to be able to do auto mapping because that game did not support an auto mapping function on there. And they have a way to actually speed up the uh, movement in the field so you don't have to grind as much as far as to get through the game as well on that. So that's something to keep in mind for all you retro fans out there. So on that, then other news this, uh, this past time since we recorded that uh, they Sony has decided to put their hat in the ring and they have announced the uh, PlayStation classic to come out in December on there. Uh, the PlayStation mini is going to be coming out on, let's see here. 
December the 3rd. It's going to retail for $99.99. They have not announced all the games that are going to be included with the device at the moment. Uh, they did announce five games, though. Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms on there. So it's going to come with two original PlayStation controllers, not the DualShock controllers, but just the original on there and also come with a usb cord it's not going to include a charger though so that's one of the things that people have been bagging on it a little bit on there uh we're kind of waiting to see how the games are going to look over hdmi just kind of see you know if they work this to its conclusion as far as being a worthy retro device i know another thing they stated too as well with this device is that there is not going to be any subsequent support post-launch so there's no games that you could additionally download onto the item onto the classic uh, ps1 or it will not connect the playstation network at all so you can't like say for say earn trophies or anything in uh, playing any games on the original PlayStation Classic. So, on here. So, any thoughts, you guys? And I pre-ordered one kind of reluctantly. I know if I, if I see that this thing is not up to snuff, because at least in my mind, I got places I can play these games. I have my original PlayStation hardware. I have the ability to be able to play PS1 games on both my PS3 and PS4 on there and uh you know i don't have to connect another device you know so um i'm my i'm not as stoked as i was especially after owning a retro pie as, as well i mean it's, it's a cool thing that ha- it has its own original you know original form factor to it and has the controllers and everything but uh, what is your guys's thoughts on this uh for me i'm looking at this purely from a collectible standpoint and for the same reasons that you've already mentioned. I don't have an original PlayStation anymore. Well, I don't have a, a PlayStation 3 anymore. I've only got a, I've got a Japanese PS2. That's the oldest PlayStation hardware I have right now. But with that RetroPie, um, it makes all of these retro consoles a moot point. Yeah, it, it really does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it 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 really does. And for the same amount of money that they're charging, you know, Nick put ours together, and I got everything, like literally everything. So I would be interested in this purely from the collectability of this, just to set, just to have it sit on my on my shelf and look cute. The same with the Nintendo, the the NES Mini, and the SNES Mini, and the Sega Mega Drive Mini, and the Neo Geo Mini. Because all they're going to do is just sit on my shelf and collect dust and look cute. That's all they're going to do. I'm not going to plug them in. I'm just going to have them just to have them. Because there's RetroPie, yo. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, hell, I have... A, what is it? I have a, um, uh, a, a a PSP that was you know modded. So I have all those games on my PSP. So I can just power that baby up and play all those ROMs. I don't know. Like again, I have, I'm with I'm with I'm with Kevin. It, it, it's a collectible thing. 
you know, I don't people I don't think people are getting those to play the games. I really don't. I think people are just getting those to be like, look what I got. I'm so cool. Yeah. You know, that's fine <laughs> if that's your thing. But I just am like, that's not me. So I'm just like, all right. And I think for the general public out there, that's their way to reconnect with the games of the past that they haven't oh, had a chance exactly. to play in a long time. So, you know, and at least for me, I, I mean, I have two PS1s still kicking. I have a, like a mini that the PS1, like the uh, smaller version of the PlayStation, and then I have the original PlayStation still. So it's like, you know, whether I want to, you know, just use an upscaler and just use play original discs and just say heck with it. But, you know, I think it fills a niche uh, for people that want it, you know, and I, I, I don't know about all the shade that's being thrown in Sony's way from other people. Oh, they're just copying Nintendo. <laughs> Listen, all that. So and they are, uh, they are I'm kind of curious. Nintendo copied Atari because exactly. the Atari, the Atari ones came out long before like, the NES. This is, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> like, you know, people no, saying, Oh, they're just copying like, just, and, and boys. <laughs> Yeah, like well, we'll have to see, but I'm kind of curious what the remaining games are going to be. I mean, I, I'm hoping that they include a good mix of different games. I mean, I know that uh, probably not going to include any Spyro or Crash games for the fact that they just remade those and re-released those. So I'm just hoping that they do get kind of cover multiple genres, but at the same time, I, I would I would take a t- PlayStation Classic with 20 classic uh, RPGs on there in a hot minute, you know, I think that would mm-hmm. be a, an awesome package. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Chrono Cross is part of the mix on this thing, because I think that's one thing to include, maybe a Resident Evil or two, you know, and even some obscure type games, you know, Tomba, you know, uh, Valkyrie Profile, you know, you gotta think of all the games that they could throw on this thing. It just sucks that uh, 20 games is like the uh, kind of capacity for this item you know i could definitely see to where if they really wanted to knock it out of the park uh that they maybe have come up with something that you could you know mix and match the games that you actually want on there and i don't know if you guys saw but there was some shade being thrown on the xbox side at least on the the xbox uk uh twitter feed that they were saying well you know if you you want to play classic xbox games all you have to do is fire up your xbox one you know so Mm. What else Granted, play on it. <laughs> I mean, he's not lying. He is, he's, he is not lying. So, um, <laughs> yeesh. Uh, Other mini console. And these news. are just jokes, folks. Ain't serious. Just for the benefit of our listeners. Oh, he's a pony. No, it, it it's it's just jokes. Though. We got all the we we got all the consoles. It's just jokes, y'all. It's funny though. It makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> now Sega's working on a, a Mega Drive Mini or a Genesis Mini on there, and they did push it back to 2019. And then said they also said that uh, they're going to be working on the front end of the Mega Drive Mini themselves, meaning people were crabbing because of the fact of all these Genesis flashbacks that have been released in years and years past that have been absolutely like, you know, pretty much garbage <laughs> on that. that they licensed it out to this company called At Games 
on there, and uh, basically they're saying that uh, they are not partnering with At Games for this particular title on there, that they are going to be doing this on their own. And a lot of people will be applauding that uh, particular action because of the fact of the um, crappiness of the um, emulation of the prior uh, Genesis flashbacks that had been released years and years prior. So a lot to see on there. Like I said, this this would hit more home to me, I think, uh, because of the fact that I don't have a Genesis kicking around anymore, and it looks exactly like the first-gen, you know, Mega Drive, first-gen Genesis, with even with the uh, slider for the headphone jack and the whole nine yards. So, so we'll have to see uh, when Sega does get this item out on there. I definitely will be excited for it. So, and I never owned a Genesis. I never owned the 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 first. Sega console I ever owned was the Saturn, so uh, I'm de- I would definitely look interested in seeing how how that pans out. Again, just from a collector standpoint, because you know, <laughs> retro pie, yo. All right, and other news uh, came about. Uh, Soul Calibur 6 is having a network test coming up next weekend, so if you are interested in playing uh, the upcoming uh, Namco Bandai Fighter on there, um, it will be having their network test uh, beginning on Friday, September 28th, all the way until Sunday, September 30th. It'll give you a chance to uh, check out the game and be able to take a look. You know, they're probably only going to be offering a few fighters in the roster, so don't get your hopes too high that you're going to be able to take control of your personal favorite. But uh, it should be indicative of the fact of the final game because the final game is releasing on October 19th on there. So so give, a, give it a shot. I will be probably, if I have some time next weekend, uh, firing this bad boy up and uh, checking it out because I'm super excited for Soul Cali 6. So, on that, um, any of you guys gonna kind of dip and take a look at the uh, the beta test, the network test that's coming out next weekend? Nope. Um, I would if I was here. I don't think I would be home on uh, no home while that beta, beta test is running. But gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, if I'm available, I, I should be. I should be. Uh, I, I'd be at home, but I'm just going to be so busy because I'm on vacation. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I, I, but I don't. I don't think I'll have time to play it. Unfortunately. How about the proper game like Soul Cali Six? Are you guys going to be picking that up? I know Desmond. You're probably a succinct no, right? Nope. Not that I don't oh, yeah, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm probably going to play it at your house though. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm definitely picking it up. It's one of the reasons why I'm getting rid of uh, one of the fighting games I have right now because it's, it's like I'm it, I'm just not going to have the time, nor do I have, because I'm such an old-ass man, I don't have the muscle <laughs> memory skills for more than a couple of fighting games at a time. So I, I just need to make some decisions. <laughs> so... Like, nope. I'm gonna be dropping some. I'm gonna be dropping some, and uh, definitely getting Soul Calibur Six is gonna be one of the, the core ones that I'll keep in the rotation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna probably be creating my own fighter and playing the story mode, and you know, obviously get online and playing as well. So you know, I I'm so excited I did collect um, order the collector's edition for it. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. why. I'm, 
how down I am. I love my 3D fighters, so this is a, a kind of a rare beast, in my opinion, between Tekken, Soul Calibur, and Virtua Fighter. I mean, pretty much. Uh, if Virtua Fighter um, 6 came out, you know, if Sega announced that, that would be just like, you know, I, I would shriek, probably. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then at Tokyo Game Show, one uh, other thing Capcom did announce is that they're going to be bringing a uh, HD remaster of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series on there. Yeah, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy is going to be uh, coming out for every platform known to man on there, including the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, uh, the personal computer, and also on the uh, humble Xbox One on there. So it's coming out <laughs> for all four systems on there. It's going to be releasing in early 2019 on there um it's gonna be able to have the uh phoenix right one two and three in both japanese and english on there the games options have been reworked letting you choose the music and sound effects transparency of dialogue windows and being able to skip text if need be on there so they're working also to remake the uh, game's user interface and artwork on there to get them ready also an orchestral concert for the series has also been announced in Japan that will take place in, on March 30th of next year. So uh, make your uh, travel plans now. And <laughs> also, they will have also a collection package with the remasters that will have a limited edition with a arranged soundtrack and a package illustration uh, of the said title that will probably be available on Capcom Japan's website. They did announce, though, that this will be coming west. And they actually had an English trailer of the um, game that will be out as well. So we'll have to see uh, on this. Now, I, I've kind of dabbled in this series. I think it's a fun little series. I think it's good that they're kind of resurrecting it uh, for modern audiences. Uh, any thoughts on this, you guys? Is there any looking forward to playing this at all? Or maybe just, you know, maybe if you get some time kind of thing. I was deb- yep. oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just. I mean, I'm probably gonna follow your lead, Joe, because <laughs> I know you. I know you really um, like games like this and stuff like that. So I'm probably just gonna, you know, wait until you pick it up and play it at your house. <laughs> That's if you I ever was, come uh, to my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're probably. I'll go. I was debating getting getting uh, jumping into Phoenix Wright since I've uh, completed Project X Zone. I'm kind of and I'm almost done with Kirby, uh, so I'm kind of looking for something else to play. Uh, but I might just wait and uh, get all get all three games in one package. I'll have to do some uh, do some investigating because I wouldn't mind playing this at home, and I probably wouldn't have a whole lot of time to really get into Phoenix Wright on a a uh, 45 minute lunch break um or or 15 minute you know mid work work day break so it would probably be something i would definitely want to spend more time on and i most of my portable gaming is done at work anyways so i kind of want quick and easy experiences on my portables and you know something i could sink my teeth into a little bit more on my uh uh, sit down gaming, so I'll probably wait till this comes out. Good deal. I'll probably I'll take a look at. It. I'm going to see what the retail price is and kind of decide from there because I have all the original games for DS. So, uh, but uh, we'll we'll see what kind of new 
perks they bring to the table and if it's affordable enough. Capcom's been pretty good with their remasters this gen, so on that. I mean, between Phoenix Wright and Anamusha, I mean, what other remasters do they have left? You know, maybe Lost Planet, you know? So we'll have to see. Uh, I wouldn't other... be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad I at that either. Be either. You know, I would, I would like to play another Lost Planet if they were to actually do something with the property. Like, I... I you 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 speaking some good stuff right there, Mister Petrinkasta. I might have to do that. <laughs> you know, actually, um, Dual Shockers had an interview with uh, one the, the guy, the director of Devil May Cry Five, and he mentioned the fact that if Capcom gave him an opportunity, they asked him what game would you want to bring back from the past, and he said that out of all the games that he's previously worked on, he wants to bring a sequel to rival schools back Ooh. and i thought that was very interesting oh, yeah, yeah. on there okay i i see yeah. i see you yeah You're i'd have to yeah, my so. language yeah, it, yeah. Ideki itsuno mentioned in an interview he, in his answer said if i was allowed i would love to make rival schools three i would love to make dragon's dogma two capcom versus snk three street fighter alpha four power stone three if i could even street fighter six would be amazing on there but the big one the big one that we need to get resolution on is rival schools because in japan there are three years of high school we have seen the first two years for these kids, but so the third one would be their last year in high school. Wouldn't it be cool? You get to end it on their graduation ceremony. So they're talking. He has ideas and thoughts about this already, <laughs> about bringing this yeah, back. I don't think these. I don't happen, think these. See, I don't think happen. these creators are are at a loss for ideas. That's not the point. It's just these create these uh these studios need to just you know let them do what they need to do. <laughs> That's my thing. You yeah. Know, doesn't that sound yeah. awesome? Like that sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, I don't know. People just need to yeah. just let these people do what they need to do. You know, let them dream, let them be happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even because this, um, Hideki Itsuno, I mean, pretty much he's 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 the one that brought that Dragon's Dogma and Dragon's Dogma Online out as well on there, and I know he's been chomping at the bit to make Dragon's Dogma too, but Capcom needs to make that happen at that point. And Dragon's Dogma was so underrated. That game was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. That's the game I'm going to try to dig back in my backlog and play more on the immediate side, you know, so. But he made another mention too, saying that if they do bring another rival schools out, that in the West they cut out a school simulation aspect. They had actually a whole separate like story mode where you're actually going to school kind of like persona on there. So if it did make the cut, if they did make the game that they would want to bring that aspect of the game out for rival schools three in the West as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh-huh. So that's that's one TGS news I saw put a smile on my face. I mean, hell, Power Stone three, I would take that. You know, Capcom has so many uh, weapons in their you know backlog, and as far as their intellectual you know properties that they, you know they they could be knocking it out of the park if they really wanted to. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just, it's just going to take some money and some effort on their part. So on that. So yeah, other news this this time around, Destiny two, that game of Desmond's favorite, Kevin's favorite. Uh, there's a new Crucible mode coming out next Tuesday called Breakthrough 
on there. So uh, as far as what that is, that uh, breakthrough is going to be able to be played in private matches beginning on uh, September 25th. On there, there's going to be new maps introduced specifically crafted for breakthrough, including Equinox, Firebase Echo, the Citadel, and Convergence. On there, there's also exclusive PlayStation 4 map, Gambler's Ruin, that'll be able to be played as well. Now, what, what this particular mode is going to be is that at the beginning of each round, players will fight to capture a central zone. Once that zone is captured, your team will deploy the breaker. As the players work to deploy the breaker, the zone can be contested, resulting in a tug-of-war between the two teams on there. Once the breaker is captured, it will be used to assault and hack the enemy team's vault. If you hack the enemy team's vault, you'll win the round. If you fail to hack the enemy team's vault, Within the round time limit, you're going to lose. So if you're in process of hacking the enemy team's vault when time runs out, you'll enter sudden death until you are either able to hack the vault or if the enemy removes all your progress on there. So this is a new mode that will start this upcoming Tuesday, uh, adding another mode to the Crucible. Any thoughts, you guys, on this? I know Kevin specifically. Um, Mm. I know you sounds like a variation of gambit that's what it, it sounds does. like to me yeah uh and maybe a little less complex than gambit because i only if i'm not playing with people i know you know we're in chat uh i i tend to to stay away and this is just for all games i stay away from uh modes that require communication uh so because i don't i don't talk to folks i don't know bad too many negative experiences ain't going back down that route again so um this sounds like something that i could jump into and play and not necessarily talk to people and just kind of take the cues from what's actually going on to uh, figure out what my role on the team uh is going to be so uh i'm more apt to play that solo than i am gambit that's just me from gotcha. based on what this sounds like. I'll be kind of, it sounds curious to me too. So I'll see. Cause you know, it's, it, I tend to, when I play crucible in the past on D destiny Two, I tend to go towards more towards the team deathmatch type games, you know, control, you know, yeah, and that kind of thing where I didn't play the other um, types on there where, you know, this sounds like another type in that particular section of, multiplayer action that you know you know we'll have to see on there and at least bungie's working on giving people choices that's the thing so mm-hmm. not to give them kudos for that so for sure yes also nam uh, bandai namco have, have announced pre-order selections for ace combat 7 they're trying to get people getting some interest in this game so and long story short, if you're interested in playing Ace Combat 7 on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, or Steam, you're going to be receiving the F4E Phantom 2, along with three additional aircraft skins. And also, if you uh, purchase on PlayStation 4, you'll get an Ace Combat 5, the Unsung War, in its entirety as a download code playable on your PlayStation 4. They did confirm it is going to be an upscale from the PlayStation 2 version with trophy support on there. Also, Xbox One players pre-ordering Ace Combat 7 will get a digital copy of Ace Combat 6, a Fires of Liberation that will be playable via backwards compatibility on that. So so kudos for uh, Bandai Namco to get everyone interested. I think an, another game 
as a pre-order bonus is pretty badass in my opinion i think it's one incentive to get people to get in their hard-earned dinero down on a title on this uh any thoughts you guys on ace combat 7 or any of the pre-order bonuses um i don't really you know the pre-order bonuses are cool and all i don't know if if that was is going to be if i'm going to be paying you know a little extra for the uh or, or the for that for that pre-order just to get those but i watched some of the gameplay for this game and man it's dope i mean it there they showed uh they were straight and i think this was just before tgs started at least the footage that i saw i mean you can do like strafing runs in these you know they showed this the you're the player flying through a uh a, a hangar bay and just blowing everything up, either with missiles or with guns, and it's like the the combat. Uh, and maybe Ace Combat has has always been like this because I think the only ones that I I think I played one, two, and what was that one six, the one that people called Call of Duty with airplanes. Uh, that was a side one. Was that was it? like a side one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it was those a... are the only ones I played. Uh, but man, seven does look good. So I'm yeah. buying it. I'm super stoked for it. In fact, I went out and bought a flight controller because I saw it on clearance at Best Buy for like, it was like normally 90 bucks. It was going for like 35 bucks on there. So and that plus VR support, man, oh man, oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to be investing some time into this. I've played previous games in the series too. Uh, played a lot of five uh, for you know, any of the numbered games in the series. I, even though I purchased six, I haven't played six all that much. So if it's going to be backwards compatible, I think I own a copy of it somewhere. Hey, I might play that one too. So we'll have to see. But uh, I just this type of arcadey like flight action games are kind of few and far between. So I, I love the fact that they are supporting it and finally decided to make a sequel to Ace Combat and keep the series alive on there. So uh, they got another arcadey. Flight game coming. What do they call it? The World War Dogs of of War something. It it, it, it was very arcadey. It had all these World War Two um, uh, fight plane. Uh, I mean uh, fighters. It, it was part of the uh, Tokyo Game Show uh, pre-show that happened what, what, like a week before. I can't remember. I'm probably calling it the wrong thing, but it was part of the highlight reel that was that was shown during the uh, stage presentation and that looked pretty sick too. So it kind of put me in the mind of a, uh, like maybe a more robust looking crimson skies uh, with uh, world war two planes, very arcadey. It looked really good. So, and, and you're right. Those type of games are few and far between. Yeah, was it an indie game or something that was being kind of developed separately? I don't know if it was an indie game or 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 what, but it was. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it was part of that. Um, part of that. It was part of the. You know, whether how they do that highlight reel. Yeah. Uh, like a sizzle the reel. Sony highlight sizzle reel. Yeah, it was part of that. I can't remember if it was discussed. It might have been discussed ever so briefly, but it was very arcadey. It kind of puts you in the mindset of something that you would see in an arcade as far as how it, how it seemed to play. It's very arcadey. 
you know, they had the P-51 Mustangs, uh, you know, they had uh, the, the, the Zero, the Mr. Schmidt, and, you know, just like this, all did it, just dogfighting. And it, it looked really good. I, I just can't remember the name of the game right now, but it was yeah. part of that pre-show. Uh, maybe we'll we'll definitely mention next episode yeah. that way we can get the lowdown on that. I don't think it's World of Warplanes, right? It's no, it's not there. World of Warplanes. No, this is very, very arcadey. Gotcha. Super, super, super duper arcadey. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just, just trying to think of anything that, that, that sounds like that. And I can't seem to think of well, anything. <laughs> no worries, man. Well, other gameplay news as far as Tokyo Game Show is concerned, and I've Totally forgot about that. You know, since we recorded last, that uh, Sony had their little press conference for Tokyo Game Show on that. And a couple of things I like to make a point of is the new Samurai Showdown being announced, which looks totally badass. I don't know what you guys think. I know. I love that SNK is. Uh, decided to not just dip into the King of Fighters well and trying to, to see what other games from their back catalog to come out, but uh, they're using Unreal Engine 4 and the, the trailer is obviously out there, um, and I am definitely stoked for that. So, although I do, I'll do, although I do wish we had more, um, sort of like a remember the um, Samurai Showdown. Um, uh, RPG they had. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, and it never came out in the U.S. and never got translated no. in English. So I was so yeah. bad about that. I was just like, oh. I was I, I was wanted to play that game, <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the game looks phenomenal. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Got kind of brought some Samurai Showdown, uh, like. Um, like, uh, just fond memories of the series and that kind of thing. It so, looks great. You know, yeah. I cannot wait for you to get it so I can play it. <laughs> I don't wah, have to spend no wah, money. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to start share playing so you can play all my games while I'm at work or something, Desmond. So, you know, PS4 does have share play, so I, I could actually fire up a game and then you could play it on your end instead of off my machine remotely, so. I know, just, just messing, just just messing with you, buddy. I know. <laughs> also announced that that uh, PlayStation Tokyo Game Show pre-show uh, was a game called Judge Eyes, which is the latest from the Yakuza team uh, from Sega. On there, it's being called Project Judge, at least on our side of the fence, because they're gonna come up with a better name than Judge Eyes <laughs> as being the. Uh, well, because I just keep thinking of Flip Wilson. You know, here come the judge. Here come the judge. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought to myself. That was so cool. He's like, "Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge." <laughs> I'm surprised someone hasn't done that already. You know, be so good. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be like the 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 Easter eggs of Easter eggs? If there was a way to get... <laughs> you know, like there's, you know, there's not that many Japanese people who know about Flip Wilson. Like, I know, I know. That would make it such a bizarre thing. That would, that would just be, that would just be so crazy. You know, they would just be like, "I don't get it," but sure, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, "I don't get it." 
I don't get it. <laughs> I never watched the Flip Wilson show, so I have no point of reference, actually. So. Wow. Oh. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was busy watching Kojak and Sonny and Cher. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I didn't make any choices. Uh, I think the TV selection at that point in my life was chosen for me. So, <laughs> But back to Judge Eyes, uh, this is a uh, kind of based in Yakuza a little bit you know, as far as the hand-to-hand combat, but there's different elements to the game. Um, you basically play a lawyer investigating a series of murders and crimes on there, and then uh, they actually showed that there's stealth sequences on there, and you could actually go and tail someone uh, in the game on there, and uh, also you should be, uh, they also showed uh, story elements of uh, the main character breaking into an office and taking picture of clues on there, and um, there also a segment where uh, you can control a drone on there, so so we'll have to see. You know, it's t- the t- typical Yakuza team, like craziness in a new title, so we'll have to see how. I mean, it looks pretty uh, good. Like I, like, I yeah. like the way the guy looked. Like he looked, he looked super cool. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he looked, he looked like the 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 quote unquote dashing. You know, sort of like I'm, you know, the I'm the judge. Ah, so I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, okay. But I don't know. I mean, I having missed the bus on um, Yakuza. I'm thinking that this is one of the games that I'm really going to try to like, you know, get it and really try to be a part of it. You know. You know what I'm saying? You haven't really missed the bus on Yakuza. I mean, Yakuza Zero is no, out there. Play that. I know, yeah. but it's just like you know, there's like there's something about a, a a game series that when you're when you're when you're when you're the first one to do it, and then you start to really kind of like get into it, you know, and it's just, it just adds more to it, you know, when you're when when you're when you're there first, you know, it's just, yeah. So, but I don't know. It looks good. I, I, I'm actually excited for it. All right. And then also, when prior to the last time we recorded, a Nintendo Direct happened. So I covered stuff from that kind of briefly real quick, just kind of some highlights on there. Um, if you haven't heard, Square Enix has announced Final Fantasy ports for every console and every system. So Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12 will all be coming out for both the Xbox One and also on the Switch. Also, the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition has um, been released for Switch along with the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. There's also ports for Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon that's coming out for both uh, PlayStation 4 and uh, Switch. And Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming out also as well for uh, the Switch and uh, PlayStation 4 on there. Also, um, there will be releasing plenty of other games, but those are all the Final Fantasy titles that they've announced ports for Switch, Xbox One, and also on the PS4. So, so is it just me, or is like everything old new again? You know? Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, damn, there's a lot of shit coming out that's hella old i was like yikes you know i, I don't know like i'm 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 kind of excited for it you know like i'm kind of here for it i'm like all right that that could be fun but damn. 
Oh, the Ace, I mean, Square Enix has gone crazy, at least as of late, with all these remasters and reissues, you know, and it's, it's a good thing. I mean, people on the Switch probably want to play a Final Fantasy twelve on the go. I mean, a lot of people were super excited for it. So, on there, and also Final Fantasy fans on the Xbox One, you know, that, that own don't own a PlayStation or another console. Hey, there's more choices there, you know. And hopefully, it's not like Lefty Brown, where you know you're counting, oh, this game's too Japanese or something. Like that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the, the shade. <laughs> No shade given. I I kind of remember that comment from a gamer husband's episode from years past. So it's just like, you know, something was too Japanese. Yeah, it's too Japanese. Yeah, that game's too. That game is too Japanese. What do you mean by that? Too Japanese. (laughs) It's not a liberal thing to say. No, it's not. Also, Square Enix did announce a remaster for Last Remnant. I don't know if you guys ever um, even know what this game is, but it I was do. part of I actually played it. Square Enix's effort to bring original content for the Xbox 360 last gen, and so this own game only came out for Xbox 360 and PC, and then finally is getting a release on PS4, which will be out digitally in November for only twenty bucks on there. So. Anyway, since you played it last time, Desmond, do you think that's something you'd want to play on PlayStation Four? Check out a remaster of that game. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it would be cool. Like I, I actually enjoyed what I what I played. It's just, you know, it's just a game that's old. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like it's just a super <laughs> old game. <laughs> And speaking of other old games, Resonance of Fate, Sega and Triace's RPG with guns, guns, guns is getting a HD remaster as well, which will be out visually in the this month, uh, end of October, I should say, um, uh, for only 20 bucks on PlayStation 4 and also on Steam. On that, so keep that in mind. But And then circling back to the Nintendo Direct details, of course, uh, they finally announced Nintendo Online details, so it's 20 bucks a year. Family plan, I think, is 35. Um, they announced these NES controllers, which, unfortunately, you cannot purchase unless you are actually purchase the online service on there. There's two NES controllers that dock to your Switch dock, charge automatically, and you're able to use with the online service. There's a 20 NES games that you're able to play, um, you know, couch co-op and also online with others that will be available. And it's available now as we speak. Also, some games that were announced during the, during the Nintendo Direct included uh, a Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch, and Game Freak's actually working on a new game besides Pokemon. They have this game tentatively titled Town that is an RPG that they're working on. Uh, there, The big details about Game Switch's Town is that uh, basically all is in one village during the throughout the entirety of the game on there so and then basically you're able to go and un discover the secrets that the village holds within as far as the monsters and why these monsters are coming out on there so and this is another you know new ip from game freak i think they let them out of the the, the pokemon dungeon every so often so like i'm shocked this. i'm like what the hell what are you doing you know 
Yeah, I know. It actually looks pretty damn cool, actually. So we'll have to see when that comes out. That's a tentative title, though. So we'll see if they rename that. I think naming a uh, game just Town is actually has some resonance to it because it's so basic and simple. So Town. Hello, Town. Yes. <laughs> town. I like to purchase Town. <laughs> so. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> this seems so silly. No, it actually. It, it looks it looks really good, Desmond. So no, I'm sure it does, but it's like mm, town, really. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, write to Nintendo, come up with a better name. How about that? Wow. <laughs> really, really, sir. <laughs> really gonna come at me like that, buddy? Okay, I see. Yeah. All right. So that concludes uh, my extra extra for this week. So. Damn. Well, that was really good so there's a lot of stuff coming for for those who are uh interest also interested in uh japanese style games uh so or japanese games or games that have a different perspective of some of the genres that we've uh, grown accustomed to here in the west um and, and let's be honest, a whole lot of our gaming influence was, was is from Japanese. I mean, people seem to forget that Mario is a Japanese property. So <laughs> right. a lot of this stuff isn't all that, quote unquote, outside the norm. Um, it, yeah. it, it, it's just weird. I, that, you know, the, the, this whole niche category just kind of irks me in general, considering where how uh video game the vi- the home video game market was basically you know pulled off of life support by nintendo you know uh after the after the crash so <laughs> that whole n- n- nomenclature and within the gaming community just kind of irks me in general but yeah who knows i mean we could be talking about commodore 64 <laughs> Amiga Five and whatever else. You know what? I uh, if if you got if you got raid over Moscow, I'm down. <laughs> That's all I can say with regards to <laughs> with go. the with the Commodore with 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 the Vic Twenty Commodore sixty four. You got raid over Moscow. You got for, uh, Forbidden Forest. Uh, yeah, you got my money. But <laughs> but. W- uh, again, thanks, Joe, uh, for bringing us that Tokyo Game Show goodness. Uh, contact. You can contact us here at Gaming Vessels. You can reach us through PlayStation Network. I My PSN ID is Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Dez is at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And Joe can be located at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071. Joe is Mr. Fongul, M-R-F-O-N-G-U-L. And Des, you are your Nemo Tigger as well, correct? Yep. All right. And uh, I, I think... We all have Steam accounts, but we're never on on Steam no. as far as their online services are concerned. So I'm, I'm not even going to mention that anymore. But if you would like to interact with us or have a question that you want read on the show, if you want to be on the show, you can contact us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, write in your question, send in your request, and we will make arrangements to have you 
a part of the magic that is the Gaming Vessels podcast. And um, again, thank you, thank you, folks, for for listening. We enjoy uh, the feedback that we get, and we enjoy the fact that uh, you're out there listening to us ramble on about our favorite hobby, which is video games. So. With that said, I think we're going to bring this episode of Gaming Vessels to a close. I am Shonuff71. He is Dez the Bay Area Terror. And that is Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we will be back next time. Peace.